All right. Welcome back to the Strength Starts Here podcast. The Epis- Troy Shanks. Episode six. <laughs> and it's episode six, yeah. I think we want to just kind of overview all these deaths that have been happening in the bodybuilding strength world. Um, I mean, bodybuilding in specific. Yeah. But, you know, what's, what's the cause? Why are we seeing so many? Um, are we really seeing any more than we saw or heard about 20 years ago, 10 years ago? Um, and kind of break that down a little bit in our perspectives, kind of how I see it, you know. Um, you know, back in the early days of bodybuilding, guys were, you know, Arnold was 30 when he won his seventh Olympia. I mean, I got, I'm 37 and I'm not even a pro yet. You know, yeah. we got guys well into their 30s before that, you know, and have been working hard at it for 10 or 15 years before they even get to that pro level. And then when they're at that level, then they're like, well, now we need to make some money back from this whole career of putting everything into it, right? So they want to go another 8 to 10 years. So now the old school days, you were, you know, pushing being a bodybuilder, maybe using PEDS for 10 years, 15 right. years. Now we're pushing it almost twice twice that length. Not only that, you know, Arnold was 225 on stage as Mr. Olympia. Rami was 298. Right. <laughs> so we have, a, we have like five things going here. We got size of body, whether it's fat or, or mu- muscle, doesn't matter. More weight on a human being is harder on the body. My brothers that are my height are 165 pounds. I walk around off-season 270, 275. That's, that's 100 pounds more, and for how many years, right? Not necessarily healthy. We might yeah. look good on the outside, but are we really healthy individuals? A lot of stress on the organs. Right. And the heart, yeah. Not only that, as you're bigger, what does that mean? you got to fuel the machine. So now we're taxing our digestive systems a lot harder. We're eating six times a day. I eat religiously six times a day, plus shakes for training and right when I wake up. So six to ten times a day for a lot of us. We're intaking stuff. That's the, the metabolism is constantly working. You know, your digestive tract is constantly in process working. It's not really resting as much as, you know, the guys in the old would do. You know, four or five meals a day, mm-hmm. hundred pounds lighter in body weight, <laughs> not lifting near as much. I mean, Arnold, I think we've saw him do a five hundred pound squat, maybe five hundred pound deadlifts. Wasn't much more than that. You know, he had a good bench too. It was probably in the four fifties too. Well, now, now, I mean, we got guys in our gym that are pushing 900-pound deadlifts. Uh, we got guys that are benching in the fives, you know, and squatting in the eights, <laughs> sevens, and eights. And, and not just a couple guys, but a handful of them. I mean, there's a lot more dudes. So bigger in body, duration of taking substances, uh, constantly in and out of diets, so digestive system. Um, probably the three biggest things that I see being why that we might be seen. And then, you know, genetics always play a, f- a part of it, but that's constant in all life. Right. It's, it's constant back then as it is now. Genetics play a, a role. Um, if you're predisposed, you start taking PEDS. You might not ever have that issue, but it might uncover it when you get on gear, let's say. And it could sh- bring up some of those things that you... You know, might have been in your family. Maybe you don't even know yet, but you're uncovering it now because we're doing something that's extra physiological, right? Um, 
what else? But yeah, I think it's duration. You know, when a kid that's 20 years old, and, and now we have social media too that's so much more in your face than it was when I started, I mean, we barely had the internet. Yeah. You know I mean, you, you had to read books still. You, you, there was, it was very hard to navigate online. It was dial-up at best. You, know, <laughs> you, you weren't getting on there for a long period of time to figure stuff out. You know, it was MySpace, you know, back then. So now with Instagram daily, Twitter, uh, TikTok, YouTube, guys are staying in shape longer too. So is that unhealthy as well, right? Old school bodybuilders, they could go off season for three, four months. You don't see them. They get yeah. fat and happy, you know, probably backing off of the gear at that point because they don't have to necessarily stay in a, in as conditioned a state that maybe sponsorships want you to be in now, right? Your, your face. And there's a, a healthy way to do either or. Um, but just constantly being too lean all the time, and that can be hard in your system as well, right? Yeah, because back in the day they would do, what, like a qualifier, and then they would do the Olympia or, you know, two to three a year probably. Mm-hmm. And some of these bodybuilders now are, you know, five to six a year. You know, I've heard of a couple of them that are just doing, you know, month after month, you know, trying to get enough points to, to qualify or whatever the, the yeah. purpose is, trying to get their their pro card um there was a couple of dudes in the open men's bodybuilding that made it on points and they competed six or seven times each that year um so now you're you're running those you know the diuretics the you know fat burners and you know all the other you know uh, gear that you're trying to run it's putting a lot of extra stress on your body plus right you're lifting just the same you know but all year as opposed to you know yesteryear of you know arnold and, and uh, franco and them maybe a couple times yeah and they weren't as lean you know and they weren't you know pounding the food like you said right you know and we're probably traveling more too so you know your diet's really messed up when you're traveling if you're right. traveling and doing six or seven shows yeah. a year maybe not all of them are in the u.s maybe you're flying out of country right you know that's hard on a body as well and while you're doing all that, you're in a calorie deficit to a certain degree. You're not in a surplus, which makes your body that extra little, gives your body that extra little cushion, that padding. To be able to stay up an extra hour, to be able to go do a photo shoot, to be able to hit a little, training a little extra hard, right. you're still doing all that, but now you're in a deficit. Now you're traveling. Now you've added all these extra stresses on the body. Social media constantly being on there to show face. And you know, also with the social media side of things, younger individuals seem to be getting on heads and gear way yeah. before the time they should oh yeah i mean with that being said what what would you say if someone was to come to you and say hey i'm thinking about doing this what do you think what age what's your age like minimum age do you that you would i have i have a minimum number that i've always said is 24 25 yep, that's mine too but that is in context if you can't freaking do a 15 pound dumbbell yeah curl, as a male, yeah, just because you're six five tall, doesn't mean you get a blast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? So, I don't, I don't think, and I don't think age is the good uh, qualifier to yeah. when you should start or when you shouldn't. Now, if you've been doing sports in high school, you've been weightlifting in high school, fourteen, fifteen years old, you've been hitting the gym pretty religiously four or five days a week for ten years. That's more of a, a you know, okay, has this guy gone through to become an adult sized dude? Has he lifted consistently, consistently enough for 
10,000 reps, let's say. Let's say 10 years equals about 10,000 reps in each body part. And he's been feeding it, and he's been growing, and he's been progressing every year, and now he's getting to the point where he's like plateauing out. Uh, it's just very, very hard to make that next game. That might be a time when a guy can entertain that, but mm -hmm. does it mean it's the right call for everyone? Absolutely yeah. not. I mean, if a dude doesn't have the potential in a short amount of time, in my experience, to do anything on a professional level, any sport, if he's going to add, you know, uh, a super physiological dose of testosterone or, or any sort of PEDS, you know, he needs to have an end game in mind with it because mm -hmm. the risk ratio is just not worth it. Yeah. I mean, if you're if we're really being honest with ourselves, you know, me and you included. Yeah. You know, duration of time, how big we are, how much we stress our bodies out by how much we lift, on top of you know doing the events and the shows and the food and everything else, that's taking years off of our life every oh, single absolutely. day. You know, and you can slow it down at some point, but you'll never get it back. It's gone once you start, right? Yeah. I mean, if you take a small cycle here and there you did three throughout your course of your life, is it gonna affect a guy much? It absolutely could. Yeah. Probably not. But is there a benefit to it? Is there a benefit if you're just a recreational dude coming in to lift to stay yeah. fit for your family to go play a softball game with the boys or you know yeah. the, the families <laughs> on the weekends? You're wasting your life. Yeah, absolutely. Literally years off your life. It's. It's a value you can't even put a price tag on, really. Yep. Um, I think that is one of the things is people, like you said, start earlier now. They, they do. Know, I mean, got it's got to be a 17, 18-year-olds, yeah. you know, getting into, you know. And, and one, the long-term effects at that point, you're shutting your productions down early on anyway. But you haven't even, your body hasn't even taken you to its peak that it could do for you, right? So... Now you're putting those extra stresses, you're, you know, weakening your tendons, you're doing all these other things that nobody thinks about, you know, but they're after that short-term goal. And then, you know, going into that, what do you think, what do you think is an age, if a dude was lifting at 14 or 15 in high school, what do you think the age is when he reaches a muscle maturity to where that is really him maxing out his potential? I mean, that's asking how long a rope is. Yeah. But... I mean, I think it's different for everybody. It's different for everybody, and that's why I say that that age of twenty four, twenty five, yeah. isn't a great, uh, you know, denominator for it. But if he was a serious lifter, really wanting to be a bodybuilder or a strong man or a power lifter, yeah. and he put everything in every single week, stacked it consistently, he's going to see growth. Yeah, and if after ten years, it's probably going to plateau. Mm -hmm. Somewhere in that eight to twelve years, you're gonna plateau probably. Yeah. That's why we I've made that. Camp. But if you were just talking about a normal dude, I'm thinking thirty four. Honestly, I'm thinking yeah. in your thirties is probably where because I don't really feel like you get your man strength. Well, yeah, I don't even think you really get your man strength until you're twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty. Man, when I when I hit thirty one, yeah. I went from like struggle busting three fifteen on bench to repping four oh five. Right, you know what I mean. So. And I didn't change anything, but I ate a little bit more. You know, I just, you know, everything <laughs> changes. Older. Yeah. So the, I think the 24, 25 for me also, uh, you know, when people are like, oh, you what do you... Before that age, I don't think they fully grasp, and there are some, obviously, can grasp the concept of the long-term effects of it. Right. Right? And, uh, and I think at 24, 25, you have a little bit more 
ability to, to, to make those risk, you know, decisions than you would at 18 or 19. Well, because at 18 I, or 19, you just, I want to get big, I want to get fast, whatever it is. At 25, you're like, okay, well, I want all these things, but at what cost? But be in mid-30s now, and you were to look back, did you really give a fuck at 18 or 25 what you were doing? If you were going to go, because we're crazy. No, I was dumb enough to, to try it at 21. Right. Right, because... And I, I think I started earlier. It yeah. was very small, but I was 18, you know? Yeah. Um, see, being a crazy motherfucker like in this world that we're in, yeah. we do crazy stuff. I mean, we eat an astronomical amount. We lift, you know, we walk places, people are like, that's a freak. Like someone yeah. who's tattooed from <laughs> the face to their toes. You're like, that's, that's how people look at us sometimes, right. right? We're just way out of the norm, right? And what is the reason for that? Well, there could be a hundred reasons for that, yeah. but we love to do it. It, it. It's our reason why we do it. Now, if, and this is what I was prefacing here is I had a physique that looked good at a young age. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I was able to win national level shows and, you know, as the team. Top the top of what you could be at that age. That doesn't mean that everybody can do that. Right. And it doesn't. I mean, that's a, that's a very rare, rare thing that happens. It's a small percentage. It's less than one percent, right? That can fit into that super. But you're going to have a lot of people that try to get to that level. Well, I was going to say, yeah, but everybody thinks that if you add a little extra, right, you know, you'll be able to get there quicker or whatnot, right? But not always the case. Um, and, and I think that's the biggest thing that. You know, people, and, and not to say that all these athletes that have passed didn't take these into consideration. Many of them did, right? And many of them know the risks. You know, just like on, you know, you got these retired NFL players and they've got all these issues. Well, I'm sorry, but you knew the risk when you started in mm-hmm. middle school. And the science came out across, along your career. And, right. you know, now you're suffering those. These bodybuilders, you know, alive or past, are, you know, they have to make that decision. And if you're trying to get to the pinnacle of your sport, you know, what's it worth to you? What risks are you willing to take? And I think the problem that happens to all of us, right, is that, well, it's not going to happen to me. That won't be me, you know. Because I'm Superman. Exactly. You know, in our our own minds, you know, because you can rep 405 on the bench. I'm I'm different than them, right? right? Well, no, at the end of the day, we're all going to crumble, right? So I think that, you know, the younger generation's coming into it, you know, and even if, you know, a 35-year-old, the risks that you're taking, you know, you have to understand them and know that they are real risks. You know, that way, you know, if you go to the doctor and the doctor tells you, hey, man, sorry, you're on the decline now, you know, you're not surprised. Yeah, I mean, to kind of go back and touch on a couple other things that I don't think people, the the information, there's so much misinformation. Oh, yes. But also... Compared to 20 years ago, there is information. Uh-huh. Uh, 20 years ago, it was hard. There was like two books that you could read. Yeah. And they're about this thick. Pick you up a muscular development. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about that were strictly for right. head use. I think it was called the anabolic primer or something. It was a small mm-hmm. little book. And even that didn't really go into depth. It was, it, it was very little information. Now you actually can find there's some really good sources out there that will tell you exactly what each compound can do, exactly how it affects the body, exactly how and where you will have side effects or not. And and I think a lot of these younger kids nowadays don't understand that one cycle 
can screw up their sex drive oh, yeah. and the way their own body works for the rest of their life. Yeah. And I, it doesn't happen to all, but no. it does happen. So I wasn't affected with anything at all until way into my mid-30s. Right. But I also was pretty smart about it, and I learned along the way, right? Yeah. You know, um, Like you said, when we first started, we are like, oh, I take a little bit more, that's going to be better. Not yeah. necessarily the case, right? And usually it's not. Um I'd say nine times out of ten, it's not. No, exactly, exactly. <laughs> More is not always better. No, I mean, there's. I, I use the analogy all the time. There's only a certain amount of growth that you can do in a window. Yeah. It doesn't matter how much you eat, how much you train, how much you sleep. You're still maxed out at how much you can accomplish yeah. in X amount of time. So doing double doesn't necessarily mean you're going right. to go double. You might have ten times the side effects, though, and yeah. ten times the... the uh, the breakdown. What were you gonna say earlier? I cut you off. Oh, no, you just just the fact that you know these uh, the risks are there, right? So and then and then we're talking about these bodybuilders that have passed on. They all passed from a different issue, right? Right. And the speculation is is that it's all gear related, right? Which is which is another common misconception. So you got two sides of it, right? Like you know, if if you have this misconception that it's gear related. Then when a bodybuilder passes, yeah, only you know, then it's it must be that, or you know, even on the mental side of it, right? If if a bodybuilder's a, you know, um, you know, taking his own life, well, it must have been the steroids. So there's other facets to it, you know. So I don't want to blame like these deaths, you know, on on gear by themselves, but you know, psychologically it does affect you. Yeah. Physiologically it does affect you, you know. Like you said earlier, we're bigger, we're pushing more weight, we're pushing more food, our blood pressure's higher these days, right? And then you're adding these compounds that are, you know, thickening the walls of your heart. They're, you know, tearing up your kidneys. They're, you know, and then all the protein they were eating too. So you're double just whammy the, on Just it. the training itself is, is breaking down the kidneys. You know, and I think... Uh, I, keep going, I'm just off this fan. I think that if, if people were to fully understand these risks going into it I think that maybe we could combat a lot of the issues you know because I've known some younger people that you know now they have these issues you know because of prior use um, could they have been avoided who knows right like it, maybe they were maybe that was their path anyway maybe a heart attack at 35 was their path anyway you know Tends to be more uncommon. Right, you know, and, and for those reasons earlier, right, you're staying leaner longer, you know. Um, I, I Correct me if I'm wrong, but a lot of these deaths were around showtime, right, near, they were into Some, contest prep. Not all of them. I mean, not all. Not even a considerable amount because they're competitive with bodybuilders, yeah. so they're competing sometime in that year. Yeah. So how far off-season to on-season? I mean, one of them, for a fact, was a couple days before yeah. the show. Um, so there's just so many factors that I think the the eyes from the outside look at, oh, it's steroids. Yeah. Does it absolutely have a part of the pie? Absolutely. Yeah. But size of human, the amount of work that we put into our training – the amount of intense cardio you do, these are all hard on the body, body mm -hmm. organs. The heart is a muscle. It grows just as much as the outside. It'll grow just as much on the inside. Um, and then eventually, there's only so much space in your shell right? that it can grow, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> it can't go anywhere else. Yep, so now you're pushing um, the walls. Yep. So you're 
you're becoming a freak in a way, right? Inside now. The best case scenario is you do die young and you die clean. Because what happens when you're 45 years old and now you have to go in for dialysis three times a week? Right. Because shit, go, shit went bad, right? Um, is there ever a safe time? Is there ever a good time to do testosterone? To, to add that into your life, you know? Man, until you're 35 years old, 32, 35 years old, probably not for the average dude. You right. know, get your blood work done. If you're, if all of a sudden you start having that low sex drive, or you're just feeling like crap, or you turn into a blob, but you're but you're still training and eating properly. Yeah. Well, then maybe it's time to go meet with a doc and, and get your blood work done and see if you, if you need to bring your levels up to a normal level. Yeah. But I don't think there is ever really a safe time. To ever do any sort of extracurriculars, and this is coming from a dude that competes and does use them. Right. I just don't think it's safe, you know. And then you 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 add these TRT doses, right? Well, testosterone has a direct correlation with enlarged prostate, right? So right. Now, if we're, now if we're up in that, you know, even if you're doing it the safe route, right? It's still not scot free, right? You know, and um, because human nature, you were supposed to do that naturally, right? Right. Yeah, and we're just like, no, no, no I'm not ready to get old yet. Right. So let's just go a little longer. Um, so I think, the, you know, the, the best case is that you'd set up everything financially for your yeah. loved ones, and then you died young. Yeah. The worst case, and it's probably going to happen to most people, is they're going to have some underlying side effect that mm-hmm. they got to live with for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. Whether it's, you know, um, what did you mention earlier? Prostate? Yeah, well, the prostate from having too much, Kidneys. right? Kidneys from just dieting all the time. Mm-hmm. and. And just the constant Heart breakdown issues. of the constant breakdown of the muscle, yep. without pads. If you're a hardcore, I mean, you've heard of triath or uh, marathon runners falling dead at the end of a marathon. Yep. Their heart couldn't handle the intensity, right? Yeah, and that's just their heart. But the the constant muscle breakdown of training and, and repair, your kidneys are filtering all of that yep. all the time. And now you're giving you yourself three times the amount of protein that a yep. human should consume, you know, daily, four years on end, you know. So these are just those things that you, uh, guys need and gals need to be aware of whenever making this decision. And there's not enough time to do enough research, in my opinion. No, and, and good, honest research too, right? You know, I, I hate when people, you know, come to me and they, you know, oh, well, I read on this forum that, you know, if I do this and that and, you know, I have this. You, you can't trust those kinds of sites right like it's like in school when we used to you know uh, have to do a research paper no wikipedia because it's bunk it's bunk information yeah. you know so don't go on a on a bodybuilding forum and and take it because some guy out in you know, I don't know new hampshire said that this is what you should do and now you're doing 1200 milligrams of test on top of a thousand milligrams of trend or whatever you know well, at a 18 year old right. 175 pound dude or a 47 year old yeah that doesn't even train three days a week, you know, or put the food work in or the cardio. And right. so there's so much inf- misinformation out there. We will put at the uh, bottom of this description um, a couple of links to some YouTube docs that are devoted their life to this. Yeah. One of them is the anabolic doc uh-huh. um, on YouTube, uh, Dr. Tom O'Connell. He, he's awesome. What he, I like about his, too, on that is that. You know, he, he does explain the risks, right? right? Like, you know, he does these case studies. In depth. Enough. Yeah. In depth for 10 years now on mm-hmm. these guys. 
dealing with guys that have been on for 20 years, 30 years, re- crazy ridiculous, stuff, and just yeah. showing what they have to do to reverse that so he can live the rest of his life with his kids even. Yep. So he does some crazy, crazy studies, but he's really dedicated his life to this. And he's a good source. So there's a lot of misinformation. Well, what's the good information? I found yeah. that guy, and I think there's another one that I'll try to find. I can't think of it right off the top of my head. Other than that, you're getting a lot of bro science. And we got to kind of pull back the bro science because there's so many kids that are like, well, Joe at the gym said X, mm-hmm. and Bobby said this. So, yeah, I need 1,200 milligrams of trend this week. Right. Yeah, how do we get You're there? 155 pounds. Yeah. Where are you coming up with this? Do you have <laughs> any concept? So, yeah. um, you know, proper guidance from a good coach does help if you are if you do make that decision to go down this road. In any sport. Like and not it. a coach that just started. If they've done one show, they probably don't understand. <laughs> right? If they're if they're 20 years old themselves and they've done one show, they probably don't understand the long-term effects. But a coach that's, you know, in their 30s, 40s, 50s, it has been one, bodybuilding for 20, 30 years. Maybe one that's been at high-level shows right? and has been doing this for a career. Yep. Because he's going to say very similar things to what we're talking about about the risks right. and the side effects and the blood work that needs to be done on and off cycle. Yeah. You know, uh, all these little things that, you know, we've both been through frequently and recently, you know, just to make sure we're in check. Yep. For, and then also having an end game to this. You know, after, there's only a certain amount of time you're going to be able to do this. If you want to call it healthy, you can. It might not even be healthy at that matter. Yeah. But there's only a certain amount of time. What are you going to do after that? You know, what's the life look like the last 30 years, 40 years of yep. your life, you know, what do you plan on then? Yep. So, you know, the people always blame, they always want to blame one thing. And it's unfortunately in our thing. sports, right, it's it's the steroids. It's yeah. not. And this is what also blows my mind, too, because I, w- I would argue that there's nine out of ten football players that are on some sort of enhancement. Oh, I'm sure. And probably baseball and probably basketball, in one way or the other, these guys are on something. They might, I don't know what to say about that. I think all of them do. If you're a professional, I mean, we even saw Lance Armstrong being stripped of all of his, mm-hmm. all of his titles. Would, if he, would he still won without all that stuff? Who knows? He was an outstanding individual, yeah. you know. So you can't just blame one thing. There's way too many factors. Maybe for one, testosterone would be a bigger slice of the pie. Maybe for another, it's smaller. And maybe yeah. it's genetics that's the bigger slice that'll kill you, you know. Um, Maybe it was all the chicken that got him in, you know? Yeah. Who knows? But like you were saying earlier, the, you know, you have these marathon runners that, you know, a lot of, not a lot, but, you know, a good, in the past, majority of, you know, number of them have died. Well, that's not a sport that's heavy on steroids. Right. So they don't get blamed for that. But if you got, you know, a strength athlete or, you know, a um, bodybuilder, you know, a little bit more prevalent in the sport. That's the first thing to blame. Right. Not the fact that he's 5'8", 300 pounds. Right. You know? <laughs> Not the fact that he's, you know, uh, yoke walking, you know, 1,500 pounds. Those aren't the issues. Or 6'2", 440. You know? Yeah. yeah. You know, those aren't the issues. The, it's It's got to be this one thing. Right. You know, and that's... Uh, that even goes into... Even into the, uh, the wrestling world, right? WWE and the professional wrestling... Or the they get blamed straight. That that was the, the first thing. Yeah, you know. So you get you got to have that 
people have to have a blame. Mm. You know, they have to have something to blame. And whether if that's, you know, how they find their closure or whatever it is, they got to have a blame. Right. You know. We've all done it with something in our lives. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you know. Well, it was uh, that should happen because of X. It's like, well, maybe it was because of this. Right. Know? Yeah, absolutely. You know, so I, I think the biggest um, thing, you know, going forward with these athletes is that they have to understand the risks and they have to be okay with those risks. And if they're okay with those risks, do that research, you know, from reputable sources, you know, um, Talking to the older dudes in the sport that have been in it 20 yeah. years. You know, I might not have been, a, I'm not a pro yet, but, you know, there was a lot of my life where I still lifted mm-hmm. and, and still did this, but I was doing another profession at the time. Right. Now it's my, but I've been in it for 20 plus years. Yes. You know, I've been lifting since I was 12 years old, pretty religiously. Well, and you, know, you and, got, in that time frame, you make, you know, friends and acquaintances. Mm-hmm that run into these issues, you know? So you can kind of, well, why did you have this issue? Well, I didn't have this issue until I started running, you know, EQ, whatever it is, right? So uh, knowing from that experience, you know, I, books are great, but that experience, you know, from others is is the best place to get that. And I think one thing that we could take away from this too is, and it goes back to kind of the social media influence that we have and just the societal pull today, is everything's right now. Mm-hmm. Just because you're going to take five times doesn't mean it's going to happen right now. Listen to what we've been saying this whole time. Yep. 10 to 20 years. Yep. You know, sometimes it takes these guys 10 years to get to a professional level. And then at that point in time, they're like, well, crap, now I need to make some money. And that's if you're fast tracking. Let's just take Nick Walker, for example. He's 27 right now. This is eight or nine years in. Yeah. Granted, and that's a fast track. I think his first show was 17, wasn't it? Well, he's been bodybuilding. Well, I'm just saying bodybuilding in general. From when he stepped on stage his first time at 16 or 17 to now, it's been 10 years. Yeah. And, you know, he's probably been pushing it pretty hard. But it's 10 years, guys. It's 10 years to get to where he's at. And that's fast tracking. I mean, that's an anomaly. That's a guy that looks like, well, you said 17 or 18. Yeah. You know. Overnight pro, yeah. Over ten years, <laughs> yeah. it's just all of a sudden you see he them. Got it. He's got his pro card one night, right? But it wasn't, you know, right. the first night. Yeah. No. So it, it shit takes a long time, man, and and you got to be patient with it. And coming in to want to win your first local show, that's a great goal to have. Yeah. If you don't keep going, man, yeah. there's the next one six months from now, three months from now, next year from now. Don't worry about it so much. Just spend the time being consistent. Yeah. Doing the research, getting yourself around the right people, the right group of people, um, having the right coach. I think uh, uh, the uh, underlying correct, right, good, yeah. uh, um, qualified coach <laughs> is the uh, the key there. You get yeah. a qualified coach, not the first timers, not the young bucks. I mean, are there some young coaches? Yes, that are good. Sure. But in general, they're you know get the guys that have been doing it for a while and have seen and have lived through it like I have and you have you know doing it the wrong way, uh-huh. doing it the right way, seeing what works. And then you know what? There's still not enough research out there on all these things. You're gonna have to do a certain amount of playing with yourself anyway because everyone responds a little different. There's certain things you probably can't take. Certain things I can't take for X, Y, or Z. Mm-hmm. But this is what works, you know, and there's a general 
line that guys can follow through with. But it's still kind of a trial and error. Your own, your your own little science project. So it's it's a real nothing to rush into. Well, right. There's nothing to rush into here. This you mm-hmm. got your whole life, you know. Best worst case scenario, you'll need to take a little bit when you're in your 30s to 40s, just to bring your your energy back up to a normal level. Right. And I, you know, like you said, there's still side effects to that. Yeah, and you know that uh, right, like to be. You know, quote a cliche, you know, uh, quote, Rome wasn't built in a day. Right. That overnight success that society's after, you know, that instant gratification, you know, well, I popped, you know, two Anavar, why am I not huge? It's not how it works, <laughs> you know. So having that understanding, I think if, if you go into with that understanding, you know, you won't push it so hard, you know, because maybe you can do the, this dose, small dose, over the course of your lifetime. But it's those big doses that are exacerbating the issues that are shortening your lifespan exponentially more, right? So, and, you know, again, we were talking about uh, why is it happening more so now than yesteryear? Is it because... I think it's time. Yeah. It's duration. You know, Not the quality? The quality of I think, substances? I think, yeah, I think back then they probably, you know, fewer sources, probably a little bit more uh, quality controlled maybe, less bathtub. I mean, if you're getting it from a, a black market source, then there's always that issue. There yeah. could be the, always that issue. Um, so that could be an issue. Yeah. I haven't had to deal with too much of that. I think everything to me really uh, the more i think about it the more i've thought about it the past couple of weeks the more i live it i think it's just duration man Mm -hmm. there's only so much i mean how long can you run a tank out of gas you know what i mean how many miles are you are you given in that one vehicle in this body how many miles are we given how hard can we pull a trailer how hard can we lift how hard can we do it till the body just goes that was it yeah once you start putting that octane boost in the uh, in the tank right On top of that, it, yeah. That rod's coming out the side someday. <laughs> so that's a great example. You know, did you build your block to throw NOS on it? You yeah. know, did you spend the 10 years building that base? Did you put the consistency in it and work out every other aspect mm-hmm. of that goal besides the ped? If you're wanting to blame it just on the peds, because yeah. you're going to find out you're going to have injuries, you're going to mm-hmm. have to eat, you're going to have to train and do cardio, regardless if you add any substances along the way. Right. And I think that you know this, that aspect of it does also follow last uh, podcast about you know all the things that you should be doing outside the gym. Right. Well, let's get those in order before you add that octane booster. Right. You know, before you start to take that risk, because with the proper diet, the proper sleep, the recovery, all all those things. The right? mindset. The mindset. You know, if you go into it with the wrong mindset, you know, we've known some people that. You get a little crazy. It doesn't go the right way for them. Right, right? yeah. Um, so you got, you got to have those things in order before you throw that booster in there uh, to, to ensure that you can handle it. Your body is primed and, you know, ready. So I, I think that as a society, I think we're getting more comfortable with the idea that, you know, people are on these enhancers. Um, there's obviously very, you know, uh, quite a few groups that are very against it still very strong strong you know and and obviously right because it's an extra risk that they don't see um the purpose for 
So just because these groups don't see the purpose doesn't mean that as an athlete, you know, that group doesn't see it. So um, I right. think I think with it being more acceptable because we are after that bigger, stronger, faster athlete, um, more more people are going to get into it. And as that happens, we're going to get more issues, right? And then, but if they're going into it with the right mindset, the right background and the right, you know, um, preparation, I, I think that possibly some people could be saved, we'll say, right? Yeah. I, you know, this is probably the, one of the only sports in the world that really have zero fucking rules. Yeah. You can literally do whatever you want as long as you... Do the mandatory poses when you get on stage. Can't do a full moon on stage, though. Exactly. Besides the on-stage <laughs> rules, you can get there almost any yep. way you decide to go. Absolutely. And that leaves... That's scary. It's awesome. Yes. It's scary. It's freaking awesome. Yeah. But, I mean, are guys just saying, well, shit, if, if 200 was good, then 500 should be better. Yeah. Doesn't It doesn't work like that, you know? And... Yes, you absolutely do it. But there's been not just old guys dying. I mean, we're talking guys in their 30s dying. Yeah. Guys in their 20s dying. From what? Yep. I mean, is it duration when you've only been doing it for 10 years? Or was it quantity at that point? Well, Was it type of what type are you using? Yeah. I mean, all of those are factors. It's not just one thing. Well, in, in, in that, I don't want to drop names, but I, we're just talking in general. Yeah. But I think you know if you follow any sort of these strength sports, you kind of know who we're talking mm-hmm. about. But it can it can be duration for the big dudes. It could be the size of the big dude that just eventually kills them. It could be the quality. It could be the quantity in a short amount of time. And, and uh, that's what I was going to say. I think that that uh, duration, you know, it, is an argument for maybe a steady state base right i guess that's how i approach my life triple it (laughs) yeah once you triple that well that duration that it's going to take to blow that gasket is a little shorter yeah you were given x amount of years in your life and when you use anything it starts to shorten them if you use more it's going to rapidly shorten it right so yeah yeah, being being smart about it i think is the as smart as you can be at least follow the research we'll leave the link below follow the dude research as much of the information he gives you before you even make a decision. Yeah. And don't be forced into it. Don't listen to the bros at the gym. They do not know what they're talking about. 99% of the time I've been in there, I've listened to the talks. Yeah. But you know what? When people go do this, <laughs> it's freaking cool. But it's your life, man. Yep. And, and if you have responsibilities, you got to think about that as well. You know what yeah. I mean? You got to weigh that risk. YOLO, YOLO. Well, uh, no, yeah, but yellow at twenty four, <laughs> then you die at twenty eight. You didn't live much, right? You know. Yeah, no, that, that reminds me of uh, years ago. I don't know, Ziz, mm. right? He was a aesthetics bodybuilder, mm. and uh, he was God. He was young. He was in his mid twenties, I think. Um, but he was a, a huge fan of clenbuterol, mm. you know, which isn't even considered like a hard, you know, enhancer, right? Um, Died in a sauna, you know, stayed lean year round, did it for years, you know, but that was his, that was how he stayed lean was, you know, a ton of clenin. So. 
lot, yeah. of, a lot of it, it's, a lot of hard work on the heart. Yeah, but there's some people that could do probably that same dose for that long Genetics. and be fine, yeah. right? Genetics. So, so just because it didn't happen to one, doesn't mean it's not going to happen to you. Just because it did happen to one, you know, doesn't mean it will, right? So that's where I think you have to start with that. Train, blood work, figure your body out, yeah. and that doesn't take a year. That takes many years. Yeah, and as you go, that blood work is going to be important, right? The blood as work as you're will, trying different. The blood work will whatever. train will change as you grow mm-hmm. without substances, right? So, how does your body naturally feel at yeah. 230 pounds <laughs> before you get on stuff? You know, how does your body feel at 200 pounds? I think you know what is the average size individual? I think it used to be 185. I, I think it's closer it to 200 is. now. Yeah. But crap, man, we sit almost 100 pounds bigger than that most of the year, 70 to 100 pounds bigger than that most of the year. It's got to have a – that's got to have a play. But you know what? There was – we talk about all these guys that have just – have passed recently in the past yeah. 13 months, 14 months. But, man, I've been following bodybuilding in the 90s. Yeah. And there's a lot of those dudes that still ain't here with us. Right. So there's, you know – Or their quality of life isn't Or their quality of life took a shit on them, you know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean – this is a personal decision, 100%. Mm-hmm. You must do your research. You must be aware of what you're freaking doing. And if you're against it, don't pass judgment and, yeah. and be so hell-bent that it must be that, right? Right. I think that's what bothers me the most about it is that people are just so quick to discount, you know, this person's legacy or their life or whatever on one thing. Yeah, and that's not just with bodybuilding. That's no, with any sport. absolutely, yeah. absolutely. The, you know, it's very easy to pass judgment. Absolutely. As I've gotten older, and most recently, I've just noticed myself, like, man, I don't know that dude's story or mm-hmm. that gal's story. Why yeah. Why does she look like that? Why does she do that? Yeah. I, mean, I find myself doing that a lot more these days, too. Yeah, it's like, uh, in the past, yeah. you'd be like, oh, that person, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. now you're like, well, I don't know. You know, I'll have a conversation with them. And then, right. you know, I'll see what's going on here. Yeah, <laughs> let me find <laughs> out before I pass the judgment. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and then some people are just pieces of shit. So yeah, yeah we get that too. But. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Love the sport. Love everything around it. Uh, you know, I feel great. But just because you feel great doesn't mean you are great. So you right. just got to make sure you're crossing your I's and dotting your T's. There you go. <laughs> All right. Yeah. No. Um, just I, I think that it's an important topic. Yeah. Especially with the climate these days, you know, around the sports. Um, all, the, all the young people being exposed to it. Yes. You know? you know, because of that social media, that bros in the gym, there's more of them, you know, that are, that are the uh, street doctors that think they know what's going on. Um, it's, you know, number one, just be smart, be safe about it. Yeah. You know, I think um, do your research. Take all the precautions that you can, you know. Uh, it. And learn. Life man. is that journey, Just right? Learn yeah. first. I'll put a couple links at the bottom. Uh, the other one that came to mind, he's a fellow bodybuilder, 212 bodybuilder, John Jewett. The dude's a nerd when it comes to studying about gear and, and all the profiles. He's got uh, a university program that he has out there that I've, I've studied and, and I'm working on. It's outstanding. Nice. I mean, the dude just factual, studied information yep. about every compound. And that's that's the important part, right? The, you, you, the facts, the factual True information facts. <laughs> on every compound yeah. and how it works, and how you can kind of put it into your, and why certain esters are better than others. So we'll put those links at the bottom. 
Make sure you subscribe, tell your friends, like the video, ding that bell, keep the notifications coming. And if you guys uh, got a topic that you want us to talk about, put it in the comments or yeah, please do put it in the comments over. and we'll we'll get at it. Cool. We'll see you next week.